What is going on, everybody, and how are you? Have you been able to enjoy the weather? We had a, you know, a decent weekend. Did you get out to enjoy the sunlight? Enjoy any of the weekend? I mean, I know there's not much to do, but did you get out? Um, you know, it wasn't all that hot, but it was still super beautiful. Um, you know, it was better than last week, where apparently we got some kind of, like, hybrid rain slash wet snow. I, I don't even know what it was, because I was working. So technically, I never even saw it for myself, but my daughter shot me a text and she said, you know, it's wet snowing outside. And I thought she was, you know, just joking around or, you know, just, I don't know, I don't know, I got that text and I didn't know what to think of it. So I didn't believe it. And then I got, you know, I went on, I went on Twitter or whatever it was and I saw that people were posting about it on social. So I guess it actually did happen. I guess we did get snow near the end of May, which leads me to believe that, oh yeah, we aren't heading for like some sort of environmental disaster at some point very quickly, right? I mean, everything's just fine now, right? I mean, what was it? Like, I want to say like six, maybe eight months ago, Texas got hit with so much snow that they had power outages for like weeks and tons of people with pools had their pipes freeze and their equipment broke and all kinds of crazy shit. All their, you know, their stuff burst because, you know, they never get cold weather out there. So they don't winterize their pipes and, sh and shit like that. So they didn't expect that. So Texas got hammered, and so that never happens. And now here, it's almost June, and we get wet snow. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, Global warming's a thing. It sucks, but, you know, it's something, something's happening. Anyways, um, but today's beautiful. So, I hope uh, today it is exactly 1.25 p.m. when I'm recording this. After I'm done here, I'm going to hook up my wiener dogs and take them for a nice little hour walk, get them some exercise, enjoy the outside, Enjoy the fresh air, enjoy the sunlight, uh, who knows, maybe there'd be even some pretty ladies in sundresses walking by, who knows, but that's pretty much my day, um, how are you guys, what's new with you, you know, everything good, I hope so, um, you know, anything uh, anything you need to report on, if you so, feel free to hit me up at any of my social media sites if you want to talk, uh, anyways, enough about the weather, enough about all that shit, um, let's move on to a, uh, a serious discussion. And it's about the podcast and, you know, maybe you guys can help with some suggestions or comments or whatever, but here's the thing, here's the situation. Um, I've told you guys since the beginning on several occasions of this podcast, you know, during our time together that I'm really trying to grow this brand uh, and, and, and I'm making business connections right now and I'm making contact contacts uh, that um, I never even contemplated that I would be making or talking to people like this since I launched the show. Um, I, I launched the show on March 1st. I didn't think I would be at this point, but here I am. Um, but the thing is, I'm hitting a lot of dead ends. Basically, it's like every time I've got a hook in a fish's mouth and um, you know, I try to take the show to another level, I yank the rod out of the water to bring the fish out and the line snaps and the fish gets away. But of course, before that fish gets away, um, you know, they, they feel the need to give me constructive criticism in regards to the show, which I guess is a good thing, but I don't know, it, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, at this point, I've obviously heard from a lot of sources that uh, I have to cut down on the cursing, which I've cut down on dramatically. Last show only had six F-bombs. Now I'm hearing things like, well, you need to have a website for your podcast, and I tried to ask them, a website for what though? I mean, I've got three months of experience. Today's my 27th show. 
I don't have merchandise as of yet, and I'm not sure where I'm going with that because that's a whole other ball of wax that I've looked into, and it's it's an expensive venture. Um, so you know, I, so I don't I don't have merch right now, and um, you know I don't have a paid sponsor because most sponsors are based out of the U.S. and they don't want Canadian podcasters to sell a product that Canadians can't obtain, which is very fair. I mean. I, the, there's a site that we have access to when we start running this sort of venture that you guys obviously don't have access to because you're not podcasters. So why would you, right? And we get the emails, you know, every couple times a week that says there's new sponsors, and you know, you click on the site and you you, you have to pitch your sponsor either by verbal or by written or by both, whatever, and you have to lay out your your business plan. Uh, how you're going to incorporate their sponsorship into your show, uh, at what point, so is it like the beginning, the mid, the end. Then there's a box you can check for, you know, do you want to have the sponsor on for an interview segment? I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into this. It's not just straightforward, right? Now, the thing is, I've wasted a lot of time, and I mean a lot of time, uh, you know, pitching sponsors and talking to people and writing pitches and, and you know, laying out a business plan and... I'll tell you one thing that I didn't know that that this is where I'm at is with 27 shows in as of today, I will have almost 2,500 downloads. That is incredible. I've looked at other numbers of other podcasts. I've also made other connections on Facebook and Twitter and, 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 and other things, Instagram with other podcast networks and people, and they don't have the numbers that I have by a long shot. So... I don't understand why my numbers don't translate over except for the fact that now when I when I'm talking to people and I lay out my business plan and then we get to almost the point where you sign on the dotted line and we're in business together then they back out and now I'm hearing the excuses oh you curse too much oh you you don't have a website for your podcast and now I'm even hitting I'm hearing well I've already heard once at least that uh, my format doesn't fit well for sponsors. They want interview podcasts, not what I'm doing, which is technically called a commentary podcast. So yes, you know I, I take all the cr- criticism into account, and, and I'm very good at saying yes, you're right, or I don't know if you're you're correct on that assumption, that sort of thing. I, I mean, I don't take it to heart, but and I do agree that you need to keep it fresh. You need to change things up. And interviewing people was on my list of things to bring to the show. But here's the thing. I don't really want to do fluff, I guess you call them fluff interviews, with people that I've never really met. I mean, my podcast is called The Hostile Environment. I named it that because of who I am and who I've been in my entire life. So I don't want to do interviews that I have to give guests you know, softball questions, I want to push the envelope. But again, that presents a couple of major problems. Problem A being, people don't want to come on a show and argue or feel like they need to defend themselves, you know, because they feel like they're being attacked or I'm challenging their beliefs or their morals or their occupation or their past views or or whatever the case may be. Uh, B, um, you know, if, if I started to bring guests on with, with the intention of interviewing them and then I sandbag them, you know, when they thought it was going to be a straight up cushy interview and then I would 
I, I would just, you know, start, you know, sticking knives in their back sort of scenario, asking them questions they're not ready for and, you know, trying to embarrass them. Um, I would quickly build a reputation as a fucking scumbag and nobody would want to come on my show. And then the other problem I'll run into is every, is you know, nowadays everything has to be so politically correct and God forbid you rock the boat and offend even one person because then you have to deal with a shitstorm of backlash. So I had a virtual meeting with a lady just this past Friday afternoon, and then she suggested, well, first of all, let me tell you, we were very close to making a pretty significant deal to take my pod to the next level. Again, another position that I never thought I would be in at this point. But my numbers are impressive. I didn't realize how impressive they are compared to other pods, but they are. So I'm dealing with this lady. We're having our, our virtual call on Friday. And again, we had come close to making a deal. You know, it was pretty much just sign on the dotted line and let's move on. And then she backs out. And her her um, her excuse or her criticism or her reason, whatever whatever you want, to, however you want to play the game, um, she suggested that I'm not active enough on social media. That literally, like, I, I didn't know what to say. I, I, it blew my fucking mind that she said that. I mean, I have Instagram. I have stupid Facebook, um, I have horrible TikTok, and I have that evil site Twitter where, you know, it's just a whole bunch of people saying horrible things about each other and attacking celebrities and da-da-da-da. I have that, and I post a bunch. I really do. I post more than I want to. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of having someone on payroll to post on social media every two hours to try and keep me relevant for the day. I'm sorry, I just don't. It's just me. And I ha not only do I have a full-time job, but I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a pet owner, I'm an, and I'm a borderline alcoholic. So I can't sit on social media all day, nor do I want to, because I fucking hate it. I, I, I mean, I log on to Facebook to post something about the podcast, and I see all these posts that ask you guys, the listening audience, and me, and whoever else, but it's, it's on the, the fucking site, these stupid fucking questions like, oh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? And then people are commenting, ew, no, pineapple's gross. Like, this is how you spend your time? Or, or uh, how about, oh, you win the lottery. Do you give your entire family money or do you take care of your entire family? Yes or no? And the people, oh, yes, oh, no, I don't like my family. Are you fucked? Or, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of other stupid horseshit. I mean, I, I don't understand how you people do this. It genuinely angers me to see some of the shit that people post and then other people respond to. And look, I get it. I totally get it. Right now, we are in a pandemic. And there's not much to do. But a lot of people were doing this shit a long time ago, well before COVID was a thing, uh, before lockdowns existed. So there's really no excuse for the addiction that some people have to Facebook and Instagram. I mean, when I log on to Facebook, I would say three times a day. Once is to post for the podcast. Once is just to check. I get a lot of notifications from uh, the podcast groups that I'm in. And then maybe I'll just randomly check it just because I have nothing better to do. And I always see the green dot, who people who are logged on to Facebook. It's always the same people. So, and, and you know, oh, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 
I mean, put it this way. Uh, I went without Facebook for years and years and years, and I didn't miss shit. It's not like people ever said, oh man, you're not on Facebook, man. You don't know what you're missing. Nobody ever said that. There's nothing going on that is like, you know, that that's game changing or life altering. And I was never even tempted to get an, to get an account. So put it this way. Did I have Facebook at some point before this? Yes, I did. I had Facebook, maybe go back, I don't know, when was it inception? I don't even know, but we'll say eight years, maybe seven, eight years, somewhere in that. I, I had Facebook. I had it for about eight months, not even a year. And I deleted it. And do you want to know why I deleted it? I deleted it. And this is the God's honest truth, right? Because I told you guys, I would always be honest with you. So I'm going to be a little truthful right here. I'm going to, you know, say some, some, you know, something that a lot of you didn't know and nor should you have known, right? But there's a bunch of reasons I deleted it. The first one being a bunch of people found me who I didn't, uh, I, I didn't either give a fuck about or I wanted nothing to do with. And then they're trying to get in touch with me and they're asking for my number and they're messaging me about their lives and they want to hook up and catch up and, oh, we should go for a beer. How have you been? Da, 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 da. Newsflash, they're shit for brains. If I haven't spoken to you in like five years, it's because I don't want to speak to you anymore. Our time knowing each other is done. Now, please fuck off, right? Like it's been a long, oh, I haven't seen you since high school. There's a reason for that, man. Like, I, I don't care about you. I never did. And then, you know, um, I had some ex-girlfriends who were writing some nasty and, and hateful things on my wall for everyone to see. Because apparently, I was an asshole to them years ago and things probably ended badly. So, you know, when I, I would accept a friend request from uh, Stacy, and then Stacy, as soon as I accepted that, had the permission to, to write shit on my wall and it would be just a bunch of stuff about what a prick I am and you know if, if there's any women out there don't don't talk to this guy he's an asshole da, da, da. like that's what I was dealing with and it was more than one woman so I don't know if they were in like some sort of club or community and they all decided to attack me at the same time but that totally happened and then um I don't know <sighs> I don't know so basically that happened and I was thinking to myself like maybe it's time for you guys to move on how about you ladies, you know, pull up your big girl panties and forget I ever existed. I, 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 that's the way I felt about it. So I, did, I wasn't comfortable with that. And then the final nail in the coffin was, you know, somehow I made Facebook friends with some chick who was a friend of a friend who I'd never even met. But she was, you know, she was hot. And, you know, somehow we accepted each other's friends request or whatever. And we started talking. And then the talking led to flirting which led to her asking me at some point to come over and massage her while she was in the bath. Um, well, that little Facebook friendship almost cost me my marriage. And it almost cost me my family and because my wife found those messages. So um, it, obviously shit went real bad. I mean, nothing happened, but I mean, the writing was on the wall. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the this lady was being very forward. And anyways, I, I was saying things that were inappropriate and it quickly got out of hand, right? What started with innocent just banter back and forth quickly got out of hand right so I just deleted Facebook and I never looked back because to me it was way more trouble than it was worth and I knew that there was going to be other things that were going to eventually get me in trouble or get me in an argument with somebody or get me in a fight with somebody or or just it just I, I just don't see the purpose of it so I just deleted it and I never looked back
And like I said before, if it weren't for this podcast, I wouldn't be on Facebook still to this day. But there's the problem is I'm supposed to be super active and writing on people's walls and answering all of those useless, stupid, pointless questions just to get my name and my brand out there as much as I possibly can. But here's the thing, guys. I can't do it. I can't sit on my phone and go through all of the shit that, that people write and people post because I hate it all. Don't get me wrong, guys. I don't want I, I don't mind posting shit on Instagram and, and trying to find creative music songs to put to my posts on TikTok and then repost those. But all of this just spineless surfing through what other people are posting drives me completely insane. Not to mention that after every single goddamn post that I, I put out on all of these media sites, I have to write like 10 hashtags on all of the sites that I'm on because that's the only way to grow your brand is for people to, you know, when I put hashtag podcast or hashtag Apple podcast or whatever, that's the only way for people to find my posts is by lo- uh, searching out hashtags and then my posts will come up and they'll see my site and maybe they'll download my podcast, right? So I've got to do that on every single post that I do in the hopes that, you know, random Johnny Windows from fucking Baltimore, Maryland is going to be surfing on on Twitter for podcasts or or Instagram, find me, and then I've got another download, which means my numbers get even better than they were yesterday. So it's, it's time consuming and it's repetitive and it drives me absolutely fucking insane because as easy it is is to, to to record the podcast and keep in mind I've also got to do research for the show. I've also got to maintain some sort of social media presence, so I'm on there once a day to try and 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 do some stuff. Then I've got to get the content together to provide for you guys, right? So like I've already got a lot of shit on my plate, and now for this lady to tell me that I'm not active enough, like I I don't know what to do now. So I'm at a loss and. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, this is where I'm at. So we'll see how it goes. Um, um, you know, I have my social media handler today. He's putting me in touch with a guy who does websites. And I'll know more after talking to him today because I don't know much about it, such as, you know, cost or, or what kind of content I'm going to have on there. And, you know, anything else related to websites that I'm unaware of. But I'd love any input from you guys. So please feel free to contact me whenever I put out a video on on Facebook or a tweet or whatever, you know, just hit reply. And it doesn't have to be about what I'm posting. Just say something. And who knows? Let's uh, let's just get a conversation going. Okay, that's it. Um, let's get that. That's out of the way. Let's uh, get to talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs for a minute. It was just announced this morning, about two hours ago, that 550 fully vaccinated healthcare workers can attend Game 7 tonight against the hated Montreal Canadiens. And if your boy was fully vaccinated, he had a chance to go tonight. Unfortunately, uh, I'm only 50% vaccinated and I've got another two months to go before I get my second dose. That's apparently causing blood clots and shit to other people, but... I say, you know what, whatever, at the end of the day, we've all got to go at some point. And if I'm in that 2% that have, um, you know, the blood clots and shit goes bad for me, then so be it. But 
I wish I was fully vaccinated because I had a good chance of going tonight because all healthcare workers get first dibs or only, sorry, only dibs. And I, um, I have still work part-time at the hospital once in a while, not often though, but anyways, I still have access. But anyways, go Leafs go tonight, baby. Game seven. Let's put the Habs out because we are a better team than them. And the Winnipeg Jets are waiting for us. Uh, when we go on to the next round, we can easily handle them. Uh, and then after the Winnipeg Jets, all the Canadian teams will be out except for us. And we get to face our first set of American teams. I have no idea how it works, what division, da 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 I just hope it's not Boston. Um, and we don't know what any of the American teams look like because we haven't seen an American team all season. So, I am going to be going to the beer store shortly. I am going to be getting a couple of cold beers, and I am going to sit out back, light a fire, listen to the Leaf game on the radio, and enjoy a Monday night uh, watching Game 7, Leafs versus Habs. So, before we go any further, you know what time it is. It is that magical time to do the social media plugs, which I've just talked about and talked so much shit about. It's hard to believe that I have to do this. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to make it sound like I, I hate social media because I don't, um, I just, I don't see the purpose of, of sitting on it for hours on end every day. But that being said, I do have a purpose for giving you these sites right now. It's to get in contact with me. It's to look at my stuff and it's to smile at the stuff I put out because I even put out something this morning uh, about two girls, one cup, and um, you know, uh, you know, how do blonde girls uh, part their hair um, by doing the splits or something like that? Uh, you know, I'm trying to make you guys laugh. I'm trying to, any anything that I fucking come across that I think is funny, I'm gonna send out to you guys because at the end of the day, that's what social media should be about: is making each other smile, not what Twitter's about, which is just just random attacks. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, speaking of Twitter, on Twitter I am at podcast underscore hostile. On Instagram, I am at host.enviro.pod. On Facebook, I am Jay Cowell. Uh, on TikTok, I am at the Hostile Environment Pod. And the email, as usual, is j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. All right, so let's go with what brought us to the dance. Um, and that being, uh, let's do a few headlines from around the world, shall we? And headline number one just broke this morning, and it's something that when you read it, it just it makes you want to shake your head in absolute disgust. The headline is as follows: a Man accused of plotting mass shooting at a Texas Walmart has been arrested. A man planning on a mass shooting was arrested in Texas after authorities intercepted a message that indicates he not only had plans, but also made a very specific threat and target a particular Walmart store in Texas in some sort of texts. Uh, Coleman Thomas Belvins, 28 years old, was arrested on a warrant for, and I've never heard this before, terroristic threat to create public fear of serious bodily harm. Belvins is currently on active felony probation and is prohibited from possessing any firearms. The sheriff's office uh, posted images uh, on social media of the evidence they collected at Mr. Belvins' home, his apartment, which included a fully stocked rifle with multiple magazines, several Nazi flags, and 
um, Nazi books and racist books. And then the, the, the piece that I question is the national flag of Saudi Arabia, which I have zero clue how that ties into his hatred of God knows who or what. Um, so that was just, I found that really weird. But at the end of the day, the bigger question is, what the fuck is wrong with people? I mean, are, are the prices not already low enough at Walmart that you already, you, you know, that you have, you feel the need to go on a, a shooting rampage, you know, that will also more than likely end with, you know, suicide by cop. Because if you go in there shooting and guns blazing, eventually they're going to shoot back and you're going to lose that battle every single time. But why do these nutjobs pick on the Walmart? I mean, I've been to American Walmarts, right? I, many of them, actually. And I would, um, you know, judging by the people that I've seen, I would think that there's a pretty good chance that they're also packing heat, some of these random Walmart shoppers. And at the end of the day, you could find yourself in the middle of a shootout scenario like the Old West in like, you know, the soup aisle with some random, you know, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. And, you know, next thing you know, you're in a, in a shootout with, with a random customer instead of police, right? And here, here's a question I ask myself when I, I read stories like this. What if you are one of these insane, inbred, you know, white trash fucks, and you decide, you know what, today's the day. I'm going to get up and I'm going to head down to the local Walmart and I'm going to ruin people's lives while they shop for groceries and $8 t-shirts to wear to a wedding. And then when you show up, what if there's another asshole there who also chose to kill a bunch of people for no fucking reason at the same time on the same day? And you guys are go head to head. What happens? You know, how does this work? Do you go in together like, like a white trash tag team and kill everybody? Or do you have to choose who goes in and who goes home? And if you do choose who goes home and who stays, um, how does it work? Is it like a who has the superior firepower kind of scenario? Or is it like a flip a coin? Or is it like who has the nicer trucker hat and flannel? I, 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 I wish that scenario would happen one day and someone could, you know, tell me how it ends. And then, of course, um, this fucking jerk off has to have three names, right? Like Coleman Thomas Bevins. So it's funny because I read a story back in the day that said mass shooters and killers are 60% more likely to have three names than a person with two names. So I, I Googled it and sure enough, I was, I, you know, I was right that that happened. I, I read that article and I, it gave me a whole bunch of examples. So let's have a few, shall we? Omar Siddiqui Mateen killed 49 people at a gay nightclub in Orlando in 2016. Song Hui Cho killed 32 people at a college campus in Virginia in 2007. Uh, David Patrick Kelly killed 25 people, including an unborn child, and wounded another 20 at a church in Texas in 2017. Uh, Charles Joseph Whitman, a former Marine, killed 16 and wounded 30 from a, uh, a tower uh, at a Texas university in 1966. And then there's examples like, you know, John Wilkes Booth, etc., etc. You get the point, right? So let this be a lesson to all the parents out there. It, you know, kind of a heads up. Sometimes less is more. So let's keep it simple and let's just go with two-name children. Because you give them three names, next thing you know, 
They're all fucking messed up, and they're on a shooting rampage at an American Walmart. So, two names. Let's do that. All right, next story is moving on to uh, a how much money do you have to waste, you pieces of human garbage headline. Beyonce and Jay-Z buy the world's most expensive car. Rolls-Royce unveiled its, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, $28 million boat tail convertible, which Rolls-Royce called their most ambitious project yet. Hey, you think? Um, the car is fully loaded and, of course, comes with a few extras, as one should expect with a huge price tag like that. It features a double refrigerator that holds vintage bottles of Armand de Brignac Cognac that retails for around $7,000 a bottle. And of course, the fridge is cooled precisely to 6 degrees, which is apparently the perfect temperature for Cognac to be consumed in. The car also features his and her timepieces, fold-out chairs, an umbrella in the trunk and in the back seat. So, of course, I had to Google this. I saw a picture of the car on social media, which I will post to my social media for all of you to see. And to tell you the truth, guys, I don't fucking get it. Maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know. Um, but this car just looks stupid. It just does. It just looks like a car with a fucking umbrella in the trunk. But then again, uh, who am I to talk? Because one of the hubcaps is probably worth more than my house and my car put together. So what the hell do I know? And speaking of cars, I thought this was pretty funny. Um, everybody's least favorite rapper, Akon, had his car stolen while he was pumping gas at a gas station. On May 24th in Atlanta, Akon stopped to fill up his Range Rover, and while he was pumping gas on the passenger side, uh, a man dove into the driver's side and hopped in and drove away. The car was found the next day on May 25th thanks to the GPS tracking device. But what wasn't returned was the cell phone, wallet, and over $30,000 in jewelry Akon had in the car. Um, so either Akon is super dumb and he wasn't paying attention, or the dude who jumped in was crazy fast because that is some funny ass shit that a guy stole your car while you're pumping the gas into said car. So, those are the headlines that I found that I thought were um, most relevant for today's show. But before we go, before we wrap up today's show, because we're already 30 minutes in, is let's do a few Florida Man headlines to make us all smile. And also, I guess, make us all more grateful that we don't live in Florida. Although, I still want to die in Florida, Tampa Bay more specifically. Alright, let's go with... Elderly Florida man caught masturbating in McDonald's parking lot claims his privacy was invaded. When deputies arrived, they found a man, later identified as Spencer Toner, sitting in a Mercedes-Benz looking at pornographic pictures on a small laptop while masturbating. The deputy knocked on the window, lucky deputy that must have been, of the Mercedes. Toner immediately shut off his laptop and rolled down his window. I'm sure his hands were nice and clean. Toner told deputies he was there to get a bite to eat. Toner told them he was homeless and living out of his car and that they were invading his privacy. 
homeless man masturbating in a Mercedes in a parking lot. Fine. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. What do you got? What do you Oh, Wait a minute. Um, I need that story back because I got a second story right here, which is Florida man really wants to force a jury to watch his sex tape. The South Florida man wants to introduce sex tapes and intimate photographs of himself and his wife as evidence in his criminal trial to try and prove that his marriage was real and not just undertaken for immigration purposes. The husband hopes to undermine the prosecution's allegation that he lied about details of his marriage to a Cuban woman to get permanent resident status here. The 25-year U.S. resident said he has visible proof that the couple had a genuine marriage. Amen. You know what they say, if you got it, flaunt it. If I have, uh, if I've made videos of my, me pounding on my wife, you know, they gotta be used for something, right? All right, next story here. What do we got? What do we got? Aha. Florida man sets apartment complex on fire after manager told him to stop masturbating in front of the windows. Um, he set the blaze, according to police, to get back at the management of the apartment complex, whom he felt had treated him unjustly. His reason, they had recently told him to stop masturbating in front of his open windows and his front door, according to police. He was arrested on the charge of first-degree arson and held in the Orient Road Jail without bail. Good for him. Why can't I? Hey, man, it's my house. I can jerk off where I want to. All right, what do we got? Florida man arrested for smoking pot in hospital maternity ward. A nurse in the infant delivery unit at Stewart, Florida's Martin Medical Center called cops after getting a whiff of spliff, according to local news blogger. Um, that's when they found Ricky Jupiter resident David Bastine chillin'. And his girlfriend had been admitted to the ward beside uh, where he was. Baston got booked on um, Martin County lockup on $1,500 bond and charged with possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. No word whether or not his girlfriend had a boy or a girl. Ha-ha! <laughs> Jerk off. All right. Uh, Florida man attempts to leave store with chainsaw stuffed down his pants. Uh, the incident in question unfolded before the video cameras at Treasure Island Coast Lawn Equipment uh, in Port St. Lucie, October 28th of 2020. The daring shoplifter is seen on video stuffing the ill-gotten goods down the front of his shorts and covering them up with a stash, or sorry, covering up his stash with his shirt. The man then waltzed out of the store, got on a bicycle, and rode away. Uh, Port St. Lucie police caught up with the man about 30 minutes later when he attempted to return the chainsaw back to the store for a full refund, but didn't have a receipt. I think the real story here is not only did he stuff a chainsaw down his pants, but he rode a bike. Okay, and the last one I've got. Florida man offers police officer $3 and a chicken dinner for sex. A female police uh, officer went undercover and posted as a street-level prostitute. During the sting operation, police said one of the suspects, Stephen Torres, offered to give the uh, alleged prostitute $3 and a McChicken dinner for her, for, eh, for her to perform sexual acts. Sounds like a deal. Everyone loves a good habanero chicken sandwich, and who doesn't need three bucks? So there's that. 
All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up for today. Like I said, I'm going to go walk my wiener dogs, get them, uh, you know, they're starting to get pack on the pounds a little bit. I got to bring them down a couple. And um, yeah, I'm going to uh, talk to you guys on Thursday. I have a, a proposed uh, interview segment with another podcaster out of Philadelphia tomorrow afternoon. So who knows if that's going to go through or not. And then, um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. I'll give you a heads up on any or all um, movement, which is podcast related. Until then, I hope you guys have an amazing couple of days. I hope everything goes well. Um, we are going to be out of this, whatever this lockdown horseshit is on June 2nd, apparently. So we're awfully close. Let's see how the reopening goes. And God forbid, um, this has got to be the end, right? I mean, please, for the fucking love of God, this has got to be the end. So... Until then, guys, have a great weekend, or sorry, have a great couple days. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday, and until then, I am Jay, your party host, and bye for now.